0: So I have found that I am so much more powerful, efficient, present, um, aligned when I slow down and pause. And I can get revved up too. Sometimes I have two children, there's a lot on my plate. So I know what that feels like. That's just a lot on the to-do list sometimes and you wanna rush through it. But when we rush through things, we're really rushing through our moments. We're rushing through our life.
1: Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire, then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. everybody welcome back to the rich mind podcast today super excited about this conversation we're about to have i was just right before we hit record i was just expressing just how excited i've been all day i've been doing a little bit of research on the background reading out different bios different uh things about this guest that we're about to have and i'm super excited to bring her on here with us today i have shara Rodriguez with us And let me read off a little bit of her bio here, and then I'm going to turn over the floor and let her give you as much wisdom. And I I know this is going to be, like I said, a fantastic conversation. Shara is is the creator of the Soul Path Yoga, a best-selling author, an inspirational facilitator, and a visionary self as artist. Since 1995, Shara has been a student and teacher of yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and inspired living. She specializes in sharing empowering message, practices, and programs that will help you live with greater peace, prosperity, and joy. Shara has spent the last 28 years guiding others to step into their full potential and create a mindset and lifestyle that aligns with their heart. Her extensive training and experience also includes specializing in relaxation exercises, mind mastery techniques, and effective ways to reprogram the mind for success. Known for her intuitive, poetic, kind, and magical style, Shara inspires people all over the world to shine their divine light and honor through authentic path. I love that. Just that bio alone just gets me super excited to bring you on, Shara. So welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Excited to be with your audience today. And I was telling you earlier That I just absolutely love the title of your show. It's simple, and we were having that great conversation about what that means. And I don't know if you want to, you know, just remind everybody what the title of the show means, but I loved your definition. So if you feel you want to share that, that would be awesome.
1: And I will, and I appreciate you asking. Uh, Yeah, the rich mind. So in my experience, we're all chasing things, right? We all seem to be wanting more stuff, more money, more things. But through my experience, I'm realizing that the more and more I focus on my internal world, my mind, my beliefs, my stories, all of those things, the more that I focus on that, get better at those things, the better my outside world and the results that I receive seem to be coming quicker, seem to be coming better. So that's where the rich mind comes from. I believe that we become wealthy and you can put wealth on whatever you want. You know, you can be having abundance of wealth, health, time. I mean, you can have a wealth of a lot of things, right? But it all starts in my mind, in my opinion, inside of me, inside of our mind, which then we can then express on the outside. So that's where that, that name comes from. So I appreciate you asking.
0: You're welcome. I love it. I love that we're on the same page with that. And I love that as the context for our conversation today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So take a few minutes. I just kind of went through, obviously, some high-level bullet points of some of the the things about you right through your bio. Take just a couple of minutes. Tell everybody a little bit more about yourself. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for them to get to know you.
0: Okay. Well, uh, as you said, my name is Chara, and I am very passionate about um, the practice of yoga, the practices of meditation and inspired living. And as you said, just beginning from the inside. And I've learned a number of principles. I call them the keys to the kingdom uh, because I believe we're all creating our own kingdom. And these um, principles and practices have not only changed my life, they have saved my life. The first um, 25 years of my life were spent with a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. And I was really living in a level of consciousness that um, that I call the programmed will. It's, it's like where your true self is kind of buried underneath all the things that have been conditioned into you and imposed onto you through the years. And, and I just didn't have that connection with my true self. I knew it was in there, but I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know how to live it. I didn't know how to express it. And when I started practicing yoga, that's when it was as if these rays of light started coming into my heart and clearing away a lot of that conditioning. And that um, led me to new awarenesses and new levels of Uh, thinking new levels of consciousness uh, that we'll talk about today. And once I started feeling the difference and experiencing the difference, I couldn't wait to start sharing what I was learning and experiencing with other people. And it's been that way for 28 years. It's like still just as exciting to me as the very first yoga class I taught. And while we call the practice yoga and I call the practice I teach soul path yoga, it's really just a way to connect to your higher self and the higher power. So it's very complimentary to any philosophy someone may have or a religion that someone may practice. It can be very complimentary and actually enhance and bring even more insights forward and help you um, appreciate and experience even more grace, light, love, and divinity than you were before so that's kind of my background a little bit how I got started and then I just kept expanding I just kept learning I just kept learning new methods learning new styles of yoga um, practicing and learning new uh, complementary techniques and modalities and then I started developing my own life programs because I'm like I need more time with people not just on the yoga mat. I need more time to uh, do exercises and practices that help take this, take these principles, these keys to the kingdom into everyday life so that you can live the practice. That's what I'm all about. That's really what differentiates um, soul path yoga, which is what I call the style of yoga I teach. It is based on the foundational principles of yoga. I did not make them up. It's just, they called to me so deeply. I'm like, we can't just touch on them for a few minutes in class. Like we need more time with them. So I started taking one foundational principle for an entire month and then choreographing everything around that principle. And the principles are really life principles. So you as you start to live them and as you start to see the connection between all the practices and principles, it creates this foundation, this mindset, and this new paradigm for living that to me is so so much more in alignment with who I believe we're created to be. Um, The way I was brought up, it was not so much in alignment with with my authentic self. There was a lot of um, have-tos and shoulds and supposed-tos and it was very, very stressful. <laughs> and I'm a very sensitive soul. So for someone like me, life felt very, very stressful. That's actually how I started practicing yoga was because uh, when I was 25, I was working in production, video, television production, film production, which I love. I That's what I always wanted to do. I wanted to, and still do, want to create inspirational, educational, Media that touches the soul. I want to create anything that touches the soul and elevates the human spirit. So I just didn't realize how stressful that field was, especially back in the mid 90s when I was there. And I was so stressed out on a daily basis. I had stomach aches and chest pains every single day. And somebody suggested yoga. And that's how I started practicing. And at first I'm like, I was like, sounds weird. <laughs> it was weird. I didn't even like the first two classes I took. I was like, this is actually stressful. This is stressing me out. But thank goodness I took one more class. And that was a class that um, really touched my soul. And I'm still in touch with my first mentor and teacher, Claire Dieppe, who created the American Yoga Academy and works with Deepak Chopra. Um, she took me under her wing and started teaching me and training me. That was before there was a yoga Alliance. Um, she mentored me and the stress, the chest pains, the stomach aches started subsiding little by little by little. I started getting them less and less and less. I almost never have them now. I have moments of, frustration or stress, but I have these tools, I have these principles, I have the keys to the kingdom. And that's what I want to share with anyone and everyone who feels that that's a yes for them. And that has a big part to do with creating a mindset, a rich mindset, a wealthy mindset, an abundant mindset, a mindset that says yes to who you're created to be, and what you're created to do. So, I'll pause there because you might have a few things that you want to add or ask, perhaps.
1: Just, yeah, just all kinds of things firing off in my mind, right? So, that's where that's fantastic. I've got just a couple of questions, and they're more out of ignorance than anything, meaning yoga. I know I'm familiar with the term, I'm familiar. I, I can I'm not going to act like I, I know much about it, but can you describe I think of it as a, a physical exercise and you're almost making it sound like it's just as much of an internal exercise as it is a physical outside experience. Can you just go into a little bit more detail as far as like for my for my own help, right? Mm-hmm. What it is and and yeah, just the differences in, in and parts of it, maybe. Absolutely.
0: Well, I'll start with the name. The word yoga is a Sanskrit word and there can actually be many definitions of it but the one universal definition that everybody agrees on is that the word yoga means union or to unite so what are we uniting we're uniting our own individual mind body and spirit through the practices through the breath and the practices and we're uniting our individual self or soul with the universal self and soul So there's that sense of oneness and there's, you know, it can kind of sound um, like a joke or um, kind of corny that feeling of that that saying, Oh, I feel one with everything, but that is a true state of being. We're going to get to that state of being a little bit later. It is a state of being that's cultivated through the practices in the West. It has sort of leaned toward the physical practice, but traditionally the physical practice is only one path. It's one of many yoga paths, Um, but us Westerners tend to like that physical practice and um, we can certainly move towards self-realization and that oneness through the physical path. But ideally that physical path was meant um, not only so you become strong and fluid and healthy, certainly, but there was a bigger reason for doing the physical path. It was to become so comfortable in your body that you could sit for long periods of time and be in a calm enough state that you could sit for long periods of time to go into deep levels of meditation. And in those deep levels of meditation, consciousness opens up and you experience that sense of oneness, that sense of the universal. So it's almost, I could relate it to technology if anyone's listening and they love technology, Um, I feel like technology can many times mimic what is actually truly possible when we're in these different states of consciousness. So, you know, when you want to know something, you go to Google and everything is there. Well, when you tap into that universal consciousness, it's kind of like tapping into the universal Google.
1: Mm.
0: And there's levels of it. So I'm at whatever level I'm at. There's always more and deeper Uh, levels of consciousness but that was the main reason for doing the practice of yoga way back when these days we do it for many other reasons but even if you just did it to calm down for peace to release tension you would be gaining so many benefits and then of course as i said i am really focused on those foundational principles those keys to the kingdom that can help us to Uh, live and navigate life with more awareness so much more awareness so much more skill so much more empowerment so much more love so much more joy so that you feel like you can handle your life and not only handle it but that you can create it that you have a say in your destiny and when we're tapped into that universal we are tapped into unlimited support unlimited resources so you truly can start to cultivate that rich mind when you're tapped into something bigger you could call it your higher self you could call it the life force you could call it chi or ki you could call it magic you could call it spirit and you could call it the god force But when you have that oneness, that is your greatest strength. That's your greatest power. And it is said that with that, all things are possible. And without that, it doesn't matter how much you have. It doesn't matter how many multi multi multi-millions or billions you have. Without that, as you said, that internal connection uh, with something greater it will never be fully satisfying, and when you have that connection, it can be fully satisfying wherever you are on your path.
1: I love that because that's exactly where I feel like I am today. I'm really in a pivot of life. A uh, lot of things going on in my personal world. Uh, I've businesses of changing, uh, podcast is changing, life is just changing, and so I'm trying to really be centered with who I am internally. It's not that I'm perfect at it because I work at it every single day and I'm trying really hard. I, I say it all the time, uh, at least to the people I'm, I'm around in my uh, circle of, of people that I'm with, is that it's the hardest work I've ever done in my entire life is my internal work, meaning mm-hmm. trying to control my internal thoughts, my internal feelings. Um, I like to use the word triggers. I'll get triggered by an event, mm-hmm. by something that somebody says Mm -hmm. That sends my mind down a rabbit trail that a perception that isn't necessarily real. It's not true. It's not reality. And I've worked really hard to try to contain, maybe not capture it in the moment, but definitely recognize it in the moment. And when I do that, I'm quicker to then come back to reality of the truth where you are in that moment to be able to, to step forward right, to be able to take the next steps to whatever it is that, you know, your perceived challenges um, to gain more wisdom, to get more things accomplished is is that what's that? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. (laughs) Just out of curiosity.
0: And I love that you're on a path of self-awareness and self-evolution. Because without that, without that personal responsibility, it kind of feels like life is happening to us. And then we go into those triggers and into the blame and into the resentment and into the negativity. And you you described it so beautifully. It's like a downward spiral that happens. And when you um, become the CEO of yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and your world and your kingdom, um, then you can make more conscious choices and That's why I love the principles so much. Again, I didn't make the principles up. I just decided they were so important. I was going to build my yoga practice around them. And I love sharing them. So for instance, this month in Soul Path Yoga, it's the 12th month. There's only 10 foundational principles. So I added one in January, which I think is really important. And I added one in in this month, December, which is the month of our recording. So this month, the Soul Path Principle is all about taking a sacred pause. And in this culture, there's not many sacred pauses going on. It's like more, 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 faster, 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 multitask, multitask, stress, 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 chasing something that then we forget why we're doing it, what we're doing and how we even got here. So taking a sacred pause to breathe, to be present, to tune in to how you're feeling, what's going on inside you and around you, then gives you a centeredness and a groundedness to make conscious choices. So on our mat, we'll practice sacred pauses, we'll move slower. We practice sacred pauses between poses, between movements, um, even between breaths sometimes. And we get used to taking a sacred pause on the mat. We integrate it into our mindset on the mat so that then when we step off of our mat, we have that idea of taking a sacred pause in our moments and between actions and activities. And slowing things down and pausing is one of the greatest practices to bring peace. And sometimes maybe somebody in your audience is saying, oh, my gosh, Tara, I would love to do that. But how am I going to get everything done? I won't get as much done. And I would say you might be right. You may not get as much done when you slow down and pause. But you will be more mindful in everything you do. You'll be more effective, more efficient, and you'll enjoy everything you're doing so much more you'll be present with it and in a way it can actually save you a lot of time and money because if you think about how many mistakes are made when you're rushing when you're multitasking and then you have to figure out how to fix that mistake how to remedy that mistake and a lot of times it costs a lot more money in the long run so i have found that i am so much more powerful efficient present um, aligned when i slow down and pause and i can get revved up too sometimes i have two children there's a lot on my plate so i know what that feels like that's just a lot on the to-do list sometimes and you want to rush through it but when we rush through things we're really rushing through our moments we're rushing through our life So that sacred pause, especially this time of year when, um, you know, you've gone a whole year and you've done a lot this year, it's like to pause and reflect, to pause and feel, to pause and consciously choose, to pause and actually decide that you're going to celebrate who you are, where you are. Because I know on the path toward um, wanting to be, successful and wanting to have enough and wanting to be abundant it can feel like constant work sometimes constant over effort and like it's just never done and it's never enough and it's exhausting so i'll i'll take a pause there to see how that you know if that may resonate for you that idea of pausing what comes up for you when you think about pausing
1: that's exactly what I'm doing. That's why I'm smiling and nodding. And anybody watching this on video, yeah, 100%. So this entire year, 2023, as I've mentioned earlier, is that I went through a major transitions, business transitions, family transitions, just different things going on in life. And this entire year, I kept thinking to myself, what is it that I should be doing? Who am I becoming this year to make this a successful year? And it, I really allowed myself permission to not feel like I needed to do anything. It's all been focusing on becoming, being, thinking, feeling, all of those types of things. So trying to tap into more of my intuition, meaning the right people, the right situations, the right opportunities, because opportunities really, if if you're tapped into it, they're really everywhere, right? So trying to be calm enough and not force life. I've been I actually recorded an episode that's going to launch here in a couple of days. I recorded it today and it, it goes right along with what we talked about. And it, and it had these three things it had, um, it had pivots. So change, right? Mm. These are the three things that I really been focusing on in 2023. So pivots, uh, persistence and patience for myself because change, like I said, change is happening quickly and a lot for me, like in my real, real life. Uh, persistence. Because I usually I'm usually pushing so hard, and I want things so what I feel like so badly, I will quit before I get to the final destination because I'm not patient. So I'm working on doing that actively today. And so yeah, yeah. For you to say that that's ironic, right? For me, that's exactly what I'm working towards. So if folks are out there and they're like, "All right, this all sounds great," but do you have any like practical tips or things? It's like, you know, we've been working. I, I haven't been working for 20 plus years at doing this, but I've been I've been actively working on my own, my internal dialogue, how I think, how I feel for more than a couple of years for sure. Uh, and it sounds like obviously you've got plenty of experience for yourself, but are there any things that sounded like when you first started, you had a couple of experiences that maybe didn't quite go as well as you had hoped, but then you you persisted. You kept going, right? Which then led to where you are today. Is there anything that you can maybe share with folks that can help them maybe if they're at the very beginning of this journey for themselves?
0: Yes. Great, great question and a great focus. So I'll say if anybody um, resonates with anything that I am talking about and you'd like to learn the principles. like So I'd say the principles and the practices, those are like my keys to my kingdom. And uh, as I said, there's 12 12 practices and then we do more practices in my life programs. Um, I'm happy to share them with you any way that I can. And we do that in lots of different ways. Um, But back way back when, when I was starting out, there were a couple challenges that I had so one was i was always told that i was talented and good at certain things but that those things would never i could not have them as a job those were not things that made money so some of you out there may have been told the same thing maybe if you're on a creative path or a spiritual path um a path that that there isn't really a set path that you have to maybe pioneer your own path those are things that absolutely take persistence as you said and patience because you're creating a new path you're creating a new paradigm and you're moving past those limiting beliefs that tell you you can't do it or there's no way to do it we know these days there is absolutely a way And as you and I talked about, especially when we're connected to our higher self and the higher power, that's when there's always a way. That's when opportunities are abundant um, everywhere. But at the beginning, I didn't know that. I just had this calling in my heart and this longing to share what I was learning, but I didn't know how to do that. So I just started taking steps, (laughs) taking little tiny baby steps and trusting the process and you you had asked me at one point um, a question that was one of my biggest challenges and i would say one of my biggest challenges but also blessings is that the path i'm on there was no path i created the path and i'm fortunate in that my parents in their own way are pioneers they are very influential to me Um, they all they both have their own individual style and they both created something where there was no path before they became pioneers and so that must be in my blood and in my um, in my conditioning in a good way is that I was just determined I was so passionate about sharing what what was meaningful to me that I was willing to Go through being broke, going through not how to know how to do it, teaching for you know $15 at the YMCA for years and years and years and years until I started to, you know, understand or new ideas started coming to me in, in ways that I could be profitable and abundant doing what I loved. But I'll tell you, in those years when my budget was really, really tight, um, it was painful in the sense that. I was living, you know, sometimes month to month and sometimes day to day and not knowing how I was gonna cover all my bills. And that's a very frightening feeling. So if anybody out there is in that place where it's just feeling like you wanna follow your passion but you're not making enough, um, I know how that feels and that is very frightening. How that started to turn around for me was I started changing my mindset. And I'll get to that in a moment. But when I was on that tight budget, it taught me something really important that I still use today. It taught me to be very discerning in my spending because I couldn't. I couldn't get anything and everything that I wanted at the time. But as my mind, it was sort of a simultaneous thing that happened. As I started to be very discerning. And spending money not only on my bills and what I needed to pay for, but if there was something I truly loved, I would look for it. I would look for a version of it. So, for instance, I had um, a lot of private clients that lived in and still do live in beautiful mansions and estates. And you walk in and there's this grand staircase and this big sparkly crystal chandelier. And I would just be like in awe because it's so beautiful, and I was like, I, you know, that's not in my budget. But what was in my budget was a little uh, glass chandelier that was on sale at Home Goods, and it was beautiful in its own way. Like I, I could do that. That was in my budget, and I remember the day we put that up in my in my little one bedroom condo. And my heart just burst, and I was like, it's my version. This is my kingdom, and this is my version. This is what I can do on my budget. And so I started to um, have the rich mindset that whatever budget I have, I can make a kingdom. I can make it beautiful on my budget. I'll find a variation of it, a version of it that fits what I can do right now. And I started designing my life, designing my home. Moment by moment, breath by breath, choice by choice with a very um, refined discernment. And I still use that discernment today, even though my budget is much more abundant. I could probably shop at this store or that store, but I find awesome things at Costco. I got this sweater at Costco and I love it. I got these earrings at TJ Maxx and I love them. And probably I could afford diamond earrings, but why? What if I lose one? Like Then I'll I'll be stressed about, about that. I don't need that. So you can be beautiful. You can be abundant. You can be wealthy in whatever budget you have, but it does take changing your mindset. So I started shifting my thoughts from saying to myself like a thousand times a day in the past, I would say, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I don't, that's not in my budget. I started saying, Yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. Now, okay, universe, where can we find that on this budget? Or how can I manifest more so that I can have that as well? And I started using patience because I, as I was changing my mindset, I started seeing the synchronicity and the magic of manifesting. I was starting to learn how to manifest. Um, more abundance, uh, just beautiful things, opportunities. And so once I had that trust, I could have the patience and the persistence. There was no reason to give up because I knew if I just kept focusing on it, it would come in one way or the other. So what I would say to anybody starting out or anybody who um, is working in a budget that feels tight to just start changing your mindset from I can't afford it to yes, I love that or yes, I would like that. Yes. I say universe help me find that universe help me afford that universe helped that find its way to me. And I'm, I'm going to guess most of your listeners by now, they've probably heard of vision boards and things like that. I am a big believer in that I am a visionary and the vision you hold in your in your heart, the vision you have in your mind, that's the direction your destiny is going to start taking. That's the the direction your life is going to start taking. So um, to focus on what you want, to work within your budget and make it as beautiful and as abundant as you can. And I want to share something that my clients taught me. And that is not to wait until you have everything you think you want to be happy and to enjoy what you do have. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I had one client who had the most beautiful house I've ever seen in my life. My mom was a realtor. We are house people. I, I'm an artist, I love architecture, I love beauty, I love artistry. So when a house is beautiful, that is something that lights up my soul. This client had the ultimate beautiful estate. Um, and by the way, speaking of manifesting, I was driving by the back of her house one day and saw the back of the fence and it was all you know surrounded by forest. And I remember having this distinct thought in my mind, I wish I could see what that house looked like. I didn't know who lived there. I didn't know anything about that house. Three weeks later, the woman who owned that house called me and said she wanted to start doing private yoga, that she had heard about me from a friend and would I come over? I didn't know I was driving to that house. I pulled up to that house and I I could not believe it. So I spent many years teaching her private yoga in this beautiful house. Well, walking up her grand staircase, there was a sunroom, Um, the most beautiful sunroom you could imagine overlooking a forest. And I just, in a split second, I'm imagining like what it must be like to drink tea there and read a book there and light a candle there, have a conversation there. And I said to her, oh my gosh, you must love to come in here and just have tea or look out at the forest. And she just flipped her hand by and she's like, I don't have time to sit in there. And just kind of marched right by it as if it didn't even exist. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. And in that moment, I said, whatever I have, whatever level I'm at, I am going to appreciate every single thing I have, every square inch of my home. And at the time, my home was like 800 square feet. But I'm like, I am going to appreciate it. And so that was one big lesson that, you know, having all this stuff, you know, we think we're going to appreciate it when we get it, but are you appreciating what you have right now? Are you making the most of every square inch of your life right now? Because there's someone else out there who is going like how I did, like, oh my gosh, if I had what you had, if I had, have what you have, I would be so happy. And that leads me to just, I'll share one other. I learned so many things from my clients who are at that level that we all think we're striving for financially. And uh, this was a wonderful um, couple who I did private yoga with for many, many years, super kind, super generous. And I wanted to um, treat them because they're always treating everybody with their abundance. And at the time, I was living in a one-bedroom condo. It did happen to be in a Victorian mansion, which is a story for another day, um, how that manifested. But that was a great manifestation. But I invited them over. I was going to have a little wine with them, a little special time I was going to take them to an Italian restaurant by my house. And um, nothing too fancy. It was, again, on my budget. But I thought of something that maybe would be special to them. And so before they came over, I set up a little table and chairs. Now mind you, it's just like folding chairs, a folding table. And I lit a candle and I had the, a little bit of wine and like some cheese and crackers out there. But where I put it was underneath a tree. It was like, if you could imagine a giant Christmas tree with the branches that go down and the branches touch the ground. So if you went underneath the branches and went underneath the tree it was like a tent and you wouldn't even know unless you went in there that it was high enough. it was like its own little special room. So I set it up in there. And um, their house, by the way, was like on acres and acres and acres and looked like Tuscany, a villa in Tuscany. So there I did have this moment where I was like just feeling a little intimidated like here I'm inviting, these people who have everything to, you know, my little condo in my tree. (laughs) (laughs) And they come to the door, it was their first time coming to my home. And I will always remember their reaction. Their eyes lit up and the woman, um, her mouth just opened. And she said, oh my gosh, Tara, This is so beautiful. I could be so happy here. I could be so happy here. And again, it was this moment that went straight to my heart because this whole time I am just envisioning one day living in a villa in Tuscany like like they have. And she's saying I could be so happy here and I know she meant it from her heart. And I believe why she said that was because it was simple. It was easy to manage. That when you have all that stuff, and I'm not saying don't have the stuff. I think you and I, Randy, are similar that way. I love stuff. But I do try to keep it simple and streamlined because the more stuff, the more there is to do. The more stuff, the more there is to tend to and care for and take care of. And she was probably so tired of taking care of all this stuff. So when they came into the backyard under the tree, again, their eyes just lit up. And she said, this is the most magical place I have ever been. And they have vacationed all over the world in the most expensive hotels, eaten in the most expensive restaurants, probably their Bottles of wine might cost more than my um, mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, this was the most magical place, the most magical experience. And so again, I share this with anybody listening, that you have the power to make your life magical, right where you are with what you have and even what you don't have and that there are keys to creating your kingdom. And your kingdom is here now. And it says in scripture, seek ye first the kingdom and all else will be added unto you. And if you are connected to your heart, you're connected to your truth, your higher self, you're connected to the universal love that unites everything, then in a way you energetically already have everything. But if you have everything without that, you don't really have anything.
1: Love it. So once again, so many things are firing off in my mind. I'm trying to get them straight before I move forward because that was beautiful. I appreciate you sharing those stories. The You had mentioned earlier in the conversation how we, and I say we, very general humans, as we're brought up, sometimes we can be told to be certain about things, right? Should do's, we shouldn't do's, all of that stuff that we're all, you know, whether it's going to school, not going to school, going for a certain thing, the job, the life, the whatever, I've been through that experience as well. And so part of the idea is, and it sounds like, and I just want to kind of drill in on these couple of words, and you've mentioned these as well, but using your imagination to craft this vision and this dream, and allowing yourself to do that, I think, and I used to fall into this, and I'm working on it every day, to allow myself to have those dreams. What do I really want? Sometimes it's not necessarily a physical thing. Sometimes it's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it can be a friendship. It can be, it's like this having this conversation today. That's why I was so excited about this conversation. This was gonna be, I knew, a lot of fun. I was looking forward to that. So, can you talk about how? You use your imagination. You've already shared with throughout a couple of stories, right? Allowing yourself permission to have those dreams, to have those ideas, allowing yourself to want things, not necessarily in the physical world, but then the, the feeling, right, of calm. I know of folks that are wealthy in terms of finances, that are so busy, they can't even see straight. And they, they have flat out told me that just because I have more commas and zeros in my bank account, my life is exponentially more difficult than yours. And that's what they've told me. And so then my thought then is, do I want that? Is that what I want? To be able to have the stuff? Because they've got the stuff. The stories like what you're sharing, right? I don't know if that, hopefully that kind of crafted a little bit of a question. Is is that any of that kind of resonate with you as far as an idea of, of what to even share a little bit beyond that?
0: yes and you mentioned the word vision and um focusing on the vision and and imagination and how do we use that so i think this would be the perfect opportunity to share those states of consciousness because one of them in particular um i used vision to create my dream life and i want to share how i did that but it is within the context of these states of consciousness so I mentioned one, the, ones, the the state of consciousness where I sort of started from. I call it the um, the programmed will, will meaning your will. Um, and it's where you're kind of functioning from a conditioned place, a pre-programmed place. And we all receive programming starting in the womb from the environment, from our parents, from our school, from the media, from our culture. And we don't realize it when we're growing up, how much imprinting and how much is imposed onto us and how much that affects our belief system, our mindset, and our choices, which if we're in that state of consciousness, most of our decision-making is unconscious and habitual. And in that way, we are disempowered. And a lot of times we feel like a victim and it feels like life is happening to us. So that's the state of consciousness we want to move out of. And then that leaves us with these three amazing states of consciousness. When we're ready to move out of that disempowered state and start becoming the CEO of our life, starting to, um, as you and I described, starting to do our inner work, starting to, um, make choices about what we're going to focus on in our mindset. I call that the my will consciousness where we are making the decisions. We are deciding what we want, what direction we want to go. And we're taking steps. I like to call them yes action steps because hopefully it's a step you want to take. And hopefully it's a step that's aligned with your heart Um, But this is a phase where we are a state of being where we start to feel more empowered, like we're deciding, we're focusing, we're moving in the direction we want to go. But in that state, it can still be a little limiting because it's usually done with your own strength, your own timing, your own resources and your own intellect. And that can get a little tiring And that's where maybe a lot of people still are. They're in the my will state. They're trying to do everything by their own means, by their own will, by their own power. And that is limiting. When we realize there's more capacity within us and more support around us, and we start tapping into that by, you know, there's many ways to do that, but I'll say by using the principles the foundational principles of yoga that that i share you start to move into another state of consciousness where you're you're really making that connection to your higher self and to the higher power and then you're in a glorious state of being where you feel that is not just you creating it's actually becomes a co-creation between you and the universe And I think you mentioned synchronicity. The word synchronicity starts to happen when you're in that state of being. And I call it the my and thy will. It's you know what you want and the universe is conspiring with you like a dance to work with you to co-create, to manifest. And anybody in the audience who knows about manifesting, then you know about the state of being. It's a co-creative state. And it's exciting because all of a sudden you're not limited to your own intellect, to your own bank account, to your own resources. You have the unlimited power of the universe. That is what yoga really is about, is linking up with that universal force. So in that state, again, I call it my and thy will. And when I was learned about that state, I learned about manifesting. So I created a vision board. I actually had nine vision boards. I, my teacher made a meditation blueprint for me, which I now make for my clients. And I listened to that meditation blueprint all about the life I believed I wanted to have. And I replayed it over and over every single night before I went to bed programming my mind with that vision looking at my vision boards every day I had a vision board on my refrigerator and I love vision boards on the refrigerator cuz you can move them with magnets they're not taped down or glued down so I highly recommend vision board on the refrigerator and lo and behold I live that vision now that vision came true from focusing on it from programming my mind with it from talking about it, thinking about it, visualizing it. But that's not the end of the states of consciousness. There's another one. And that's the one I am moving into now. And it doesn't mean the other states of consciousness are obsolete. We're just trying to get to one. No, we do want to, sometimes we want to focus and set a goal and take a step. That's the my will. We still want to be able to do that. We still want to be able to co-create, but there is another level. And with this one, it is a big game changer. And, And even if you know how to manifest, this may be new, perhaps. And this is the state we call thy will. And I'm sure we've all heard that. Let me surrender to thy will. Make me an instrument of thy peace. Make me an instrument of thy love. And this is when we start to figure out, wow, I did manifest my dream life. I am living my dream life. And you know what? There's still some stuff to deal with. <laughs> and by having all this stuff, as our, you know, my clients taught me, there's a lot to deal with. There's different kinds of stressors when you're living your dream life and you're living a big, abundant life. And so I naturally was called to and moved into and have teachers helping me with this state, which is now that I know I can manifest, now that I know how powerful I am, I wanna use that power in the way that is of service, the highest service for all. And I don't know what that is necessarily. I can know what I think it is, But then it's coming from my will. If I open my heart to a bigger vision than I could even imagine, and that doesn't mean more complicated. It could actually mean more simple. Then I open my heart to being that divine instrument. And that's part of my affirmations every single day. Make me an instrument of thy peace. Make me an instrument of thy love help me be of service in ways that I may not know I'm capable of being of service. And I felt called to put all my vision boards up in the attic. I still love them, but I created a lot of what's on those vision boards. And I felt like a space was opening for more that I couldn't yet fathom. So I put them all in the attic. I have no vision boards currently and I meditate every day twice a day and i just leave my heart open for that deeper guidance for thy will and you don't have to be religious for these states of consciousness that these are really these these states of my and thy will and thy will this is tapping into your super consciousness the super consciousness so we certainly want to move out of the conditioned will the programmed will, we don't want to spend any more time there. And we want to spend time within these three realms of my will, my and thy will co-creating and thy will where we just totally let go and surrender. And those are stages of yoga as well. So we experience them in yoga. So if those are new for you, then give me a call. We'll do some practices together. We'll do some yoga together and we will get you experiencing on all those different levels so that you're not limited anymore
1: so i want to come back to the meditation piece but i have one so one word that's firing off of my mind is awareness and becoming aware calming down the chatter long enough with the chaos right with in our own mind in our own environment it's kind of what we're talking about today that's how i'm perceiving it anyways please correct me if i'm if i'm wrong but that's how i've That's how I've lived my life is very chaotic in my mind, in my environment to the point where you can calm yourself down long enough with enough patience to be aware, to become aware of thy thy will. Am Mm -hmm. am I saying that correctly? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Is that sound? Is that close? The the process of becoming aware Mm -hmm. isn't an instantaneous thing. That's been my experience. But as I continue to practice, as I continue to try to do more, it becomes, I become more aware of opportunities of, and I'm not even, so once again, when I say that word, I don't want to make it sound like it's things because it's not things it's conversations. It's being able to show up and be uh, present with a family member or whatever might be going on in in your current environment. But anyways, the word of awareness, I think is something that I always focus on and try to become more aware in my environment. And I assume that's similar to what you're referencing with the different wills?
0: Yes. Different levels of consciousness are different levels of awareness. Absolutely. And they all start with present moment consciousness. So you're absolutely right. And if you'd like, we can do a, a little exercise to experience that. Would you like to do that?
1: Yeah. I think that, number one, I would enjoy it. So we're just going to say yes, and we're going to assume because I know that the listeners are going to love that as well. So if you've gotten into a lot of what we've discussed here today, uh, and we talked about this prior to going recording that you would potentially be willing to do this with us here on this recording. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. So please, yeah, take us through uh, an exercise, right, that you think that would be uh, valuable for us. So please do.
0: Okay, you got it. So as I said, in this month of Soul Path Yoga, we're Um, experiencing what what we call a sacred pause so perhaps our listeners taking time to listen to this podcast that's a sacred pause in itself and then within this podcast we're going to take a sacred pause right now for an exercise so as you said we tend to be kind of revved up and in the um, fight or flight state we can call that the stress response but we're going to take a sacred pause to. Um, elicit the relaxation response. And that's going to change a lot of things. We'll have to come back for another podcast to discuss that. There's all kinds of things to talk about there. But certainly we know the feeling when we're calm and present as compared to stressed and overwhelmed. So we're going to take a moment and just rub your hands together and just bring all your attention down out of your thoughts to your hands And just imagine your hands as an extension of your heart. So your arms are an extension of your heart, your hands are an extension of your heart, just rub them together. And then interlace your fingers and circle your wrists. And take a few deep breaths as you circle your wrists. Full deep inhale, full exhale, We'll go the other direction. So whenever you do circular motions on your joints, that's very nourishing and calming. It increases the synovial fluid, which nourishes the joints. And your body calms down when you do circular movements. And from there, you can release your hands and do the circular movements. I'll move here so you can see with your elbows, just both elbows. Just nice and easy. Full deep breath in deep breath out a couple times each way just easy and then you can bring your hands to your shoulders and just circle your shoulders full breath in full breath out a couple times one way a couple times the other way and then you can release your shoulders, release your hands down, take a big inhale, lift your shoulders up toward your ears, hold the breath in for a pause, then exhale, and drop them down. Inhale up, inhale through your nose, exhale through the mouth, drop them down. One more time, inhale, exhale, drop them down. And just sit up nice and tall, Broaden in your shoulders, rest your hands in your lap. And you can either close your eyes if that's something comfortable for you, or you can just think about softening your eyes, maybe just gazing down a bit. But if closing them feels good, you're going to bring your attention to your heart space, the place that feels like the center of who you are, And then imagine breathing into your heart space and letting the oxygen flow to you and through you. When we think of breathing, we usually think of fortifying ourselves with oxygen, which is happening and that has many benefits. Additionally, when you invite a deeper breath In and out, you are also inviting what's called prana. And that means the life force. And contained within the life force is the universal light, the universal love, the universal intelligence, the universal peace, and the universal prosperity. So imagine as you breathe, you are breathing this light to you and through you. And when you exhale, you're breathing it from you. Inhale, that light flows in. Exhale, that light flows out. Inhale, the love flows in. Exhale, the love flows out. Inhale, the prosperity flows in. And exhale, the prosperity flows out. It is your breath that connects your mind, your body, your spirit. And it is the breath that connects you to the universal. So by simply inviting a deeper breath, and visualizing, imagining the intelligence, the light, the love within that breath, you are creating a connection and a communion with universal support. And this is how we start to open ourselves to greater awareness and greater levels of consciousness. And it is when we are connected to that super consciousness inherent within us that we start to tap into our super genius. This is when the great ideas flow. This is when the opportunities flow. And this is when it becomes easier to consciously shift our mindset to things that are supportive to things that are in alignment with our deepest calling and our deepest desires. Breathe into the knowing that you have more capacity, more possibility, more opportunity Breathe into latent power, latent talents, latent gifts, latent wisdom, and even latent joy. If it feels like a yes to you, bring your palms together over your heart space in a symbol of connection, in a symbol of balance. In a symbol of truth. And take a pause. And I consider it a sacred pause to listen to your own heartbeat. And say yes. Yes to your truth. Yes to your ordained dreams. Yes to who you are created to be yes to what you are created to do and yes to your soul's authentic illuminated path the one that only you can walk and only you can fulfill see if there may be an intention or perhaps a wish or a message in your heart Breathe into that intention or message. Honor it by saying yes to whatever degree you can. And then you can bow your head in a symbol of alignment and in a symbol of service to your heart. and when you ease back to neutral notice how you feel have that deepening awareness present moment awareness and see if anything small or maybe big has shifted and when you open your eyes can you open your eyes with a brighter bigger, more expansive perspective of what's possible.
1: That was wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: You are welcome. My pleasure.
1: So this obviously is a huge passion of yours, and you're so good at it we just recently have gotten to know each other. And as I've mentioned more than once, I was so excited for this conversation. I knew this was going to be not only a lot of fun, I knew I was going to gain a lot from it. And I know the listeners are as well. So I just want to open the floor to you. One last moment here to, is there anything else on your heart that you really want to share with folks? And then wrap it up with where folks, it's like, they're like, okay, yeah, I need to get Shara on my team. It's like, I need to learn more about this. Ah, uh, because that experience that we just had, uh, maybe it really moved somebody, and they're to the point where that, yeah, I need to get in touch with who I really am, and they want to add you to the team. Um, obviously, make sure that you leave some time to share where folks can reach you as well. But is there anything else that, that that's on your heart to share with folks today?
0: Well, I'll I'll just share these final words, and these are words I say to my children every night as they're going to sleep. When they allow me to every now and then they'll say can we just go to sleep mom but almost every single night i say to my children you are made of the miraculous and you are capable of the miraculous so i say that to each of you each one of us here who is listening you are made of the miraculous and you are capable of the miraculous And the keys to your kingdom are available to you so you can create the kingdom that is most authentic, most in alignment with who you truly are. And if I can support you in doing that in any way, it is my honor. So if you'd like to reach me, the easiest way is just to go to my website, which is www.chara.tv, C-H-A-R-A.tv, like television, And all my social media links are there, my email's there. I think even my phone number's there, my schedule's there, my offerings are there. And um, just reach out through email or give me a call. We'll set up some time to talk. And I'm very happy to talk to you, just to talk to you. It doesn't have to be an official session. We'll just set up some time to talk and we'll see what feels like a yes for you. And it might, if it's something I can offer you, then absolutely, we'll do that. But if I know somebody who might be better to uh, fit what it is you need, then I'll put you in touch with them. And on my website homepage, there's a gift for you. It's a complimentary meditation entitled "Breathe and Let the Magic Begin," and it speaks to a lot of the things that Randy and I talked about with you today. So. I hope you'll enjoy that meditation, breathe and let the magic begin. It's complimentary, my gift to you. And if you'd like to take a complimentary soul path yoga class with me, I do a virtual class every week. They're all recorded. You can do them anytime you like and um, can get you that link as well. So if you have any questions, reach out. It's my honor to be of service.
1: So folks, take Shara up on that. That is a wonderful offer. And she means that wholeheartedly. And as I've mentioned more than once, that's why I knew this conversation was gonna be so much fun today. She brought out the very first question was asking me about the rich mind and where that came from. And I I appreciate her doing that because I don't think that sometimes I give it enough uh, thought of where that really came from. And it really stems from the idea that your outside environment starts from the inside out. And if you can grasp just that basic thought, that basic idea, and then go to work because it's going to be some effort, it's going to be some work, but it can be the most rewarding work that you've ever done, not only for yourself, but for your immediate surroundings, for your family, for generations to come. That's the exciting part for me is that I know that I've broken some past beliefs, some past ideas that have been passed down to me that I just automatically assumed were true just based on from authority, people of authority in my life at the time, that when I've questioned them and become to who I am, she mentioned that there towards the end, of, of really trying to get centered on who I am, doing the work, going through these processes, really trying to get clear of, of who I'm meant to be. That's when a lot of the great things that have come into my life, and I know that Chara can help you do the same thing For you as well. So, hopefully, you found this message valuable today. If you would, share this with your family and friends. Uh, I'm trying to get the message of the rich mind out as far and as wide as I possibly can. Uh, Obviously, the further I can get that done, the more opportunity I'm gonna have to help more people out there realize that if they can take control of their internal world, they can then start being able to take control of their exterior 3D world as well, which is what I'm super passionate about as well. So go out there as always have a fantastic day and I will look forward to bringing back with you the next episode and the next fantastic guest here very soon. And until then, we'll talk soon. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on the rich mind podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review and you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor, Jim Roden, shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself to become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.